0: Good morning, friends, and praise God for day 5 of 10 days of prayer, month 22. Um, Indeed, this far the Lord has brought us, he has been on our side, he has strengthened us, and I know by his grace, according to Isaiah 65, verses 24, every petition, every plea that you are bringing before his throne individually, in whichever the places we are in, he has answered, for he says, before he even speak, our petitions has already heard of them. Before we ask, is has even answered. So by faith, let us behold him in the most holy place in the heavenly sanctuary above. Our Redeemer sitteth interceding on our behalf, and through the ministration of the Holy Spirit, um, him, the Spirit, agonizing with cries unutterable on our behalf, that we may be sealed the Lord's, that we may be able to endure all the trials that come our way, that we may be strengthened and be purified and be made more white, that we may reflect the perfect image of Jesus. I know these things are possible, and God knows it's possible, and that is why he bid us ask, and it shall be given us. seek, and we shall find a knock, and the doors shall be opened. Therefore, as we continue in prayer, petitioning before his throne, let us have faith, dear brethren and sisters, knowing that in him, We are more than conquerors. Uh, This month we've been talking about the storm uh, that is soon to break upon us all as an overwhelming surprise. And um, we also uh, saw that in it all, Christ is speaking peace to our hearts. He desires that we have total rest in Him. Uh, We saw that uh, um, them who name the name of the Lord, it's a high time we come out of the Laodicean state, uh, we forsake all known sin and iniquity and come back to God in concrete repentance as did Zacchaeus as we saw yesterday, that we all may receive a uh, complete reformation over all the weaknesses that we have, uh, if, if, it reach, if it be in any area of reform that we are compelled by the Spirit to do, that we may embrace the same, uh, knowing that them that Christ loves, he chastens and rebukes. Those were the, uh, the the things that we studied yesterday and we realized that it's possible not by our might nor strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And we need him now more than ever, that him in us, uh, the spirit of truth, may lead us, may strengthen us, may convict us of righteousness, of sin and of judgment, that eventually will be clothed with the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we have the inner eyes of Him dwelling in us, and we have um, uh, the, the 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 gold tried in the fire, faith that will endure delay, hunger, and weariness, faith that those severely tried will overcome all the agencies of darkness combined. And I know that the Lord knoweth them who are His, and He will strengthen His friends. Uh, today, we are digging deep into the crisis What is it that constitutes this final crisis that shall break upon all as an overwhelming surprise? And as we study this, may the Lord open our inner eyes not to fear, but to remember that we have an anchor that keeps the soul. Our song number 534 in the church
1: hymnal. Um, Will your anchor? Hold in the storms of life When the clouds unfold They are wings of strife When the strong tides lift In the cave ball Will your anchor drift Or farm remain We have an anchor That keeps the soul Steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love, it will safely move till the storms withstand. For it is well secured by the Saviour's hand, and the cable balls passed from his heart to mine can defy the blast through strength divine we have an anchor that keeps the soul Steadfast and sure while the billows roll, Fasten to the rock which can not move Grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love it'll firmly hold in the straits of him when the breakers up to the reef is near though the tempest wave and the wild winds blow not an angry wave shall our or flow we of an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the bill knows all fast into the rock which not move grounded firm and deep in the saviour's love it'll surely hold in the floods of death when the water's cold till our latest breath on the rising tide it can never fail While our hopes abide within the veil We have an anchor that keeps the soul Steadfast and sure. while the billows roll Fasten to the rock which cannot move Grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love. When our eyes behold in the dawning light, Shining gates of all our harbor bright, We shall anchor fast to the heavenly shore, with the storms are past forevermore, we have an anchor that keeps us all steadfast and sure while the billows roll fast into the rock which cannot move. Grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fast to the rock which cannot move grounded firm and deep in the Saviour's love. Praise
0: be to you, dear Father in heaven above. For in Christ Jesus we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure even when the billows roll. From generation to generation you have had your own who maintained the standard of truth according to the Bible doctrine. They indeed went through a lot. You have given us several examples. You have given us the prophets. You have given us the apostles. You have given us the great reformers of the land, Luther, Zwingli, Haas, Jerome, and all these, Lord. They are the great cloud of witnesses that you speak of to us in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Indeed, they went through a lot. but they looked up unto Jesus, the author and the perfect of their faith, and they were strengthened to endure the storms of life and they conquered. And all these having died, as you tell us in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses number 39, 38, 39 and 40, they have died, Lord, yet they did not receive the promise. Why? Because you had a better thing for us, that we would go through all that they went through, that we and them together would receive the promise. That is how loving you are. Indeed, you held the world up to this far. For me, And my dear brother and sister, listening to this voice, that we all be sealed thine, and together join with them, holding firmly the profession of our faith, that together we may receive the promise of the second coming and the inheritance forever. How I pray, dear Lord, that even though the storms of life are raging, even though the final act in the drama, the substitution of your divine law, the Sabbath commandment with the institution of man, is here with us. Even though these things are happening, let us anchor in you. Whatever happens to us, it's nothing new. It happened to them, and they all died having received the promise. Yet you are still waiting for us to drink of the cup that they drank, that we together with them may together receive this promise. How I pray, dear Lord, may you strengthen us, May you open our understanding to this great truth, Lord, and your love divine for us that we understand why we live at such a time like this and yield all to you. Through this study, may your spirit help us anchor in you, Jesus, that in the name of Jesus Christ, we may stand firm, even though the billows roll through to the end and be numbered your own for your own glory. Blessed be thy name as you do unto us, exceeding abundantly, Much more than we pray for even think for your own glory is my humble prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, We thank God for uh, this far he has brought us. And we thank him for the great truths that he has revealed unto us. Um, These great truths are the guide for us all individually in this spiritual pilgrimage. And thus, as they lead us uh, to settle into the truth, Uh, then we have more surety knowing that in Christ we shall stand and we shall overcome and we shall be made more firm and more grounded even through to the end. Today, our study uh, is shifting to the core of the crisis. Um, We're going to look at um, uh, the crisis Uh, In its reality, what does the Bible bring to us as this crisis that is soon to break upon us all and as as an overwhelming surprise? And We're going to study through the book of Revelation 13. Uh, We're going to read from verses number 11 through to verses number 18. And then... um, Get into the spirit of prophecy and get a deeper understanding of what God is speaking to us through these verses. And you know, as we are doing this, remember, we are told this book, Revelation and Daniel must be studied now thoroughly like they have never been studied before. That in them, there are truths that will sustain us and make us stand in these days that we are living in. Unfortunately, I was hearing someone speak the other day and he was saying that those who read these books, um, they, they, they will be um, like mystified. It is like magic. They will be changed and they will be extremists, fundamentalists, and they will be labeled, yes, And they have already been labeled them who read these books. But then from that does not deter us. We realized the other day that we should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ like Paul was never ashamed. So as we read this book, allow the Spirit of God to open to your mind a deeper understanding of God's will for you in this crisis that is to befall us. Revelation 13 verse 11, the Bible records, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them, <coughs> excuse me, the earth and them that dwell are therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of these miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond. To receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, um, is six hundred, three score and six. Now, this prophecy speaks to us of um, the changes that will take place, the final changes that will take place in God's law um, that will lead man to worship um, an image and not God the creator. Uh, Makio, this constitutes um, the final act in the drama, as we read in Christian service the other day, And um, it constitutes um, the third angel's message. This happening constitutes the third angel's message in Revelation 14, uh, verses 9, where we are told the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receiveth the mark of his name. So the issue here is about worship, homage. To whom do we worship? Do we worship God, the Creator, or do we worship um the image of the beast or the beast, and do we receive the mark or the number of the beast? So the issue that the Bible is addressing is we individually, the choices that we make pertaining to worship. Are we worshiping God or the beast? You know, uh, when the Bible speaks these words, we may ask ourselves, especially those who are hearing for the first time, we may ask ourselves a lot of questions, and we know that a uh, lots of que- lots of questions, and we know that uh, maybe in the power of our own weak understanding, we cannot get the many answers that we desire. But I want to believe that the spirit of God can open unto us more deeply, that we may understand what is this image of the beast, and how is it going to be formed, and who is it going? Uh, who is it that is going to form it? As we realize, we know that there is a, a beast coming from the earth that is going to do all this. And it is written there that he has two horns like a lamb and he speaks like a dragon. We know from that verse, verse number 11, that the Bible is talking of the final power that will be ruling in the world, how it came up, the United States of America, it came up from an area that was less populated. When those who were being persecuted, um. Uh, fled to an island, and they began the states. And as it began, uh, it began under uh, uh, republicanism and protestantism. Uh, Like the government was separate uh, from, the state was separate from the church. The church existed independently. But unfortunately, we are told its humble beginning is going to to end, and it will speak like a dragon, and it will exercise power, Uh, the power of the first beast. The first beast is recorded to us in uh, the chapter from verses 1 through to verses number 9, number 10, and it is bringing to us the Roman power. And you know, we are told in verses 13 that um, uh, this second beast, the states, the power, um, will work, uh, not verses 13 rather, but verses 12, will work and lead people uh, to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And from that verse 12, we know that this beast, the first beast whose deadly wound was healed, according to Bible prophecy, is the last um, uh, power that persecuted uh, Christians through uh, the Dark Ages, and eventually was taken captive by France. And that is the purple power. We know that. And now as these things unfold, Uh, The second um, beast, uh, the United States, a beast represents the kingdom, uh, leading back uh, God's people to worship the first beast. As this unfolds, then we are told there will be a time like never was because many who will not uh, receive or who will not pay homage to the image of the beast um, will not uh, uh, be accepted like they'll be taken through a lot. All we are told, great and small, rich and poor, bond or free, Uh, will be forced to accept to worship on this day, which this institution shall give. Like um, now, uh, as we dig deeper into the spirit of prophecy, then we can have a deeper understanding. For we are told um, in the book, um, uh, Great Controversy, page 445, when the leading churches of the United States, uniting upon such points of doctrines as are held by them in common, shall influence the state to enforce their decrees to, this, to sustain their institutions, then Protestant America will have formed an image of the Roman hierarchy and uh, the infliction of civil, civil penalties upon dissenters will inevitably result. So we are told there that as the leading churches in the United States of America are uh, joined together in the common points of doctrine that they have, and influence the state to enforce decrees to sustain their institutions, then Protestant America will have formed an image of the Roman hierarchy and the infliction of civil penalties and, the, to die, and upon dissenters will inevitably result. When did this take place? We saw this take place um, in 2015 uh, when the leading churches of the United States uh, all came together And under uh, the leadership of Juan Palma, they all agreed to go back to Rome. And they all said the protest is over. And uh, 2017, uh, uh, exactly 500 years after Luther, we saw the world celebrate the end of the Protestant Reformation. And uh, as these things unfolded, uh, the churches being one united under the common points of doctrine, they are now under the leadership of one uh, a church which they call the mother church, the universal Church, the Roman Catholic Church. and the time has come uh, that this union uh, wants to bring uh, to the masses uh, what we call um, one day of worship like by law, forcing enforcing a day uh, in which all are to worship, And all are to pay homage uh, to uh, the creator. Yes, they're saying the creator, but it's not the creator rather because uh, God has given us the day of worship and he has given us the way of worship. And he says we should worship him who is the creator in the day that he has given. So the last great contest, the last great crisis all revolves around the issue of worship. Whom do we worship? Whom do we pay homage to? Do we worship God the creator according to the first angel's message in Revelation 14 verses 6 through to 7, or do we worship the beast and the image of the beast? And uh, as we studied through, uh, we realized that uh, through the two great eras, the immortality of the soul and the Sunday sacredness, Satan will bring the people under his deceptions. While the former lays the foundation of spiritualism, that is a, a immortality of the soul, the latter creates a bond of sympathy with Rome. That is great controversy, page 588. So Sunday sacredness is uh, an era that is uh, there in the land that many people will be compelled to embrace, uh, that they may have a uh, 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 food and a shelter and a clothing and continue to live in harmony with the world, but then it is not of the Lord. We know that it is an error, according to that uh, paragraph that we've just read, uh, through the two great errors, the immortality of the soul and the Sunday sacredness. And then again, we are told. Um, Uh, in uh, page 578 of the same book, uh, the word of God teaches that these are sins suppression of the Sabbath are to be repeated as Roman Catholics and Protestants shall unite for the exaltation of the Sunday. You know, this thing is a happening. Uh, we have the encyclical letter that was written as uh, by Pope Francis in 2015, where in paragraph 237, that is the la- encyclical letter entitled Laudato Si, in a paragraph 237, he says that Sunday must be kept sacred like the Jewish Sabbath. So if Sunday must be kept sacred, Uh, for nature, because uh, the encyclical letter uh, addresses the problem that is there in nature at the moment, the global warming issues, the pandemic and everything, then if we have to restore back everything to normalcy, we have to embrace Sunday as one day of worship for Mother Nature, for Earth, that Earth may have rest. You know, as these things are called for the leaders of the nations, they do not know, they do not know, because uh, they yearn after Uh, They yearn for a solution to the issues, the crisis that is in the various nations at the moment. and As they yearn for um, solutions, then they embrace because we realize that uh, they need safety for their own. They embrace these things not knowing what is happening. When Protestants shall stretch forth her hand across the Gulf to grasp the hand of the Roman power, when she shall reach over the abyss to clasp hands with spiritualism, when under the influence of this threefold union, our country shall repudiate every principle of its constitution as a Protestant and Republican government. We said that is uh, the basis of the foundation of the United States of America, uh, the the government of the United States. uh, That is uh, Revelation 13 verses number 11. When this uh, shall take place and they shall repudiate this, then and shall make provision for the propagation of purple falsehoods and delusions, then we may know that the time of uh, has come for the marvelous working of Saturn and that the end is near. You know, this began actively uh, in the forefront in 2015 and they have been progressing. And where we are at the moment, um, the EU, the European Union, uh, is uh, pleading for all the member states to enact a uh, Sunday sacredness that all the member states may rest on Sundays, the workers. And we saw a union formed in January uh, of all the workers that are working um, online, like um, all the social media sites, they formed a union that is going to lead them all to rest on Sunday. Like every uh, organization is propelling its members and their states to rest on Sunday, just one day of rest for all. And as these things are happening, we are told that we should know. Uh, We should know that uh, the marvelous working of uh, Saturn, it is uh, that the time has come for the marvelous working of Saturn and that the end is near. Protestantism shall give the hand of fellowship to the Roman power. Then there will be a law against the Sabbath of God's creation, and then it is that God will do his strange work in the earth. That is Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 910. Five Testimonies, Volume 5 page seven twelve tells us this: When our nation shall abjure the principles of its government, as to enact a Sunday law, Protestantism in uh, Protestantism will in this act join hands with the proper with the popery. Now, if the Protestants have gone back to the popery, if they have accepted to be united again under the common points of doctrine that they have, if they have stretched forth their hands across their base and clasped the hands of Romanism, then it is telling us that indeed we are already living in the time of the end. And probation is only granted because we are told before the close of probation, then these uh, staff, the national Sunday law shall have already been passed in the Protestant America. It is beginning from the United States through uh, to other nations. But as I was telling us earlier, I had the PM of Barbados speaking, and she was talking of a, a pause on every Sunday, where every member of the nation should take rest uh, up to the seventeenth, uh, up to the seventeenth of this month, February. And they should uh, speak um, to God on behalf of the nation. And he was urging the entire world to embrace this. Now, the world is embracing Sunday sacredness. And you know, they are now talking of uh, uh, weekly lockdowns. Like uh, every Sunday, every nation should be resting for nature that the pandemic may be uh, subdued. Now, all these things are leading us to one thing, Sunday sacredness by law. And the world is uh, moving behind the scenes. We do not know the things that are happening as we see the overflow of what is happening behind the scenes. And many of us are not even accepting the fact that uh, these things are written. For our own admonition to whom the end of the earth has come that we may be able to uh, stand firm and overcome this final trial that is coming upon us all. And uh, the trial is just on worship. Everything is revolving around worship. Whom do you worship? Now, dear friend, if you worship God, the creator, then he has a day that he has given us to worship him. And the day we know well is the Sabbath day. And Sabbath day we know well, according to the scriptures, is Saturday. All of us know that. And uh, Sunday, we know, is the first day of the week, even according to our dictionaries, even according to the encyclopedias, we know it is the first day of the week. So if God gave us a Sabbath, why is it then that the world is bringing us a Sunday? And why is it then, if it is of God, are they going to enforce it by law? Like everybody should do that. It is a mandate on everybody. And then we are told civil penalties will follow if we reject this law. If we stand for the liberty of conscience, if we stand for what we know is right, like the Bible truth. Like already they are calling those who believe in Bible truth fundamentalists and extremists. And they are saying they are viruses, they are pests in the society because they are influencing others contrary to the policies that the world is embracing. So dear friend, ask yourself, where do you stand? Are you standing for uh, the truth like we said yesterday? all those who are going to stand for the truth, will have to face um, what we call um, persecution. They will have to face opposition. They'll have to face ridicule. They'll have to face civil penalties. And we have a great of uh, a great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews chapter 11. All these went through a lot, but they did not receive the promise. Now, friends, it is us to accept um, that indeed uh, the image of the beast is being formed Uh, Sunday sacredness is soon to be enforced in the free land of America and each will be compelled to worship not according to the dictates of conscience but according to the dictates of the state and when these things unfold then let us know that a lot will take place and we are told uh, the prophecy of Revelation 13 that is GC 578 579 and dear friend please if you can access this book The Great Controversy take your time and read it all these things are revealed there read it and share this book. We are told this book in the spirit of prophecy, we are told it will bring a thousand souls in these last days to the fold of Christ because it will open their eyes to know what our God has revealed pertaining to the events that are taking place round about us. So if you can access the book, please read it. If you have read it, please donate to someone else to read. And if you can get a copy for someone, just get a copy for someone. It's the least you can do. If it one copy will bring a million souls and not a million rather, but a thousand souls, then just circulate it. We are told to circulate like leaves of autumn, circulate it to all you can get. And please read it meditatingly, prayerfully, asking God to guide you to understand it. Now, GC, Great Controversy, page 578, 579, we are told there, the prophecy of Revelation 13 declares that the power represented by the beast, which with lamb-like horns shall cause the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the papacy. They are symbolized by the beast like unto a leopard. This prophecy will be fulfilled when the United States shall enforce Sunday observance which Rome claims as the special acknowledgement of her supremacy. The enforcement of Sunday keeping on the part of, the pro- of Protestant churches is an enforcement of the worship of the papacy. That is GC Great Controversy, page 444. So many of our brothers and sisters are in the Sunday churches. Dear friend, if you are there not knowing what is coming, then the Lord is opening to your uh, your eyes to know and to uh, see what is coming. That all of us, all who name the name of the Lord, we are being called back to unite under the bloodstained banner of Prince Emmanuel. Let us read uh, uh, this quote um, in Christ Object Lessons, um, page 172. Page 178, paragraph 3, in this time of prevailing iniquity, we may know that the last great crisis is at hand. When the defiance of God's law is almost universal, when his people are oppressed and afflicted by their fellow men, the Lord will interpose. Page 178, paragraph 2, from age to age, the Lord has made known the manner of his working. When a crisis has come, he has revealed himself and has interposed to hinder the working out of Satan's plan um, with nations, with families, and with individuals. He has permitted matters to come to a crisis that his interference might become uh, marked. Then then he has made manifest that there is a God in Israel who will maintain his law and vindicate his people. So this message is not to a specific church, it's not to a specific individuals, no, it's to the nations, to families, and to individuals who will decide to stand with the Lord. And even if this thing goes to the extreme, that they change the law of the Lord and decide that people should now worship in their day, uh, and you decide to stand, then know ye that the Lord has said, he will maintain his law and vindicate his people, you will not be left... Uh, to be uh, opposed or thwarted or degraded beyond that which the Lord will allow. And it is written in Last Day Events, page 131, paragraph 5 as we approach the last crisis, it is a vital moment that harmony and unity exist among the Lord's instrumentalities. The world is filled with storm and war and various. Yes, and yet, under uh, one head the purple power the people will unite to oppose God in the person of his witnesses this union is cemented by the great apostate so as these things are happening we are called to unity that is why i said i'm not talking to any specific church i'm talking to god's people scattered in the denominations and we are told now uh, at this moment when this crisis is just ahead of us um we need to Uh, be in harmony and unity as God, the Lord's instrumentalities. This harmony and unity will not be outside the law of God. It will be under the law of God. And the law of God, the core of it, the center of the law of God is rooted in the Sabbath commandment, which constitutes the fourth commandment. And in it, we have God declaring himself as the creator, as the one alone who is supposed to be worshipped and as the one who holds power and authority over this world. So in the fourth commandment, God's people are to unite. It doesn't matter from which religious background you came from. You will know of the Lutheran movement. We know of the Millerites. These people, as they were restoring back the truth, Uh, From generation to generation, they found some specific points of truth that were controverted and they united to form these movements. And Luther, the Lutheran movement came up as a result of um, Luther's uh, uh, printing out or pointing out the 75 Theses in the Roman Catholic Church when he realized that the church was leading people contrary to Uh, Bible doctrine. Now, if Luther began the protest reformation movement, and if Luther, uh, the persecution that stemmed from the Protestant reformation led to the formation of the free Protestant America, and now they are going back to that which they had come from, then it means we are going back to our era. So, dear friend, uh, let us just accept Uh, that the Lord desires to awaken his own globally where we have reached that we know that a Sunday law is coming upon the land and is going to go universal. Before it goes universal, it must first be passed in the United States. And if um, states like Barbados have already started the same, if nations in the world are already embracing uh, the weekly pause, like we see it in Japan, we see it in China, Nations are already embracing, a we exposed? If that is already happening, then soon it will be a law in all the land. If 99% of Laudato si has been embraced by the world, uh, the nations of the world, then what is it that will hinder them from embracing that little percentage that is remaining? I'm um, challenging us, dear friends, a crisis is right upon us. We must now, by the Holy Spirit's power, Proclaim the great truths of the last days. It will not be long before every everyone will have heard the warning and made his decision. Then shall the end come. We know that from Matthew chapter 24, verses number 14, where we are told this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all as a witness. And then the end will come. So the three angels' messages, the gospel, the everlasting gospel, that is calling people not to fear, A man or worship man, but to worship God, the creator, the first angel's message and the angel um, that follows says Babylon is fallen, but the third is talking exactly to us now, to whom the end of the world has come, that if we will worship the beast or have his image or his number or his mark, then we shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God that is not mixed. You know, dear friend, God is too wise to err. He loves us so much and I believe the entire Bible is inspired for that is what the Bible tells us that we have a more sure word of prophecy. We are unto when we um we look to, then ah uh, the bright star, the morning star will arise in our hearts. So if through prophecy we can understand these things and we can have Christ in our hearts, the hope of glory, who alone will help us to endure these storms, then we have nothing to fear. If we are told that. This crisis is right upon us and we must now by the Holy Spirit's power proclaim these great truths. We cannot proclaim what we do not believe. And I said the other day, it will be in vain for us to proclaim these truths if we ourselves are not sanctified and purified by these truths. If we do not accept them and own them and live them, if we do not accept the Bible to reform us, then all this knowledge shall be in vain. Dear friend, God is speaking to us this morning and he desires that we give up our all and know that there is a crisis that is soon to come upon the land. To secure popularity and patronage, legislators will yield to the demand for a Sunday law. That is written in Testimonies to the Church, Volume 5, page 5, 451. Uh, Prophets and Kings 606, legislators will yield to the demand for Sunday laws. The Protestants of the United States, I read as that, um, uh, page 588, Great Controversy, the Protestants of the United States will be foremost um, in stretching their hands across the Gulf to grasp the hand of spiritualism. They will reach over their abyss to clasp hands with the Roman power. And under the influence of this threefold union, this country will follow in the steps of Rome in trampling on the rights of conscience. We have the liberty of conscience as nations all over the world at the moment, but this is not going to be so in the near future. Now, this is Sunday advocates. Do they realize what they are doing? There are many, even of those engaged in this movement for Sunday enforcement, who are blinded to the results which will follow this action. They do not see that they are striking directly against religious liberty. There are many who have never understood the claims of the Bible Sabbath and the false foundation upon which the Sunday institution rests. That is testimonies to the Church, Volume Five, Page Seven Hundred and Eleven. And then, um, in a review and herald extra uh, november 12 1888 page four we are told they are working they are working in blindness they do not see that if a protestant government sacrifices the principles that have made them a free independent nation and through legislation brings into the constitution principles that will propagate purple uh, falsehood and purple delusion, they are plunging into the Roman horrors of the dark ages. That is where we are getting to, friends. There is a satanic force propelling the Sunday movement, but it is concealed. Even the men who are engaged in the work are themselves blinded to the results which will follow their movement. That is Review and Herald, January 1, 1889, and it's also recorded in Bible Commentary, Volume 7. Page 975. So if all these things are happening, then they do not know, they are blinded to uh, the, the results of whatever they are doing as it is written there. Then who actually is the chief master mind of Sunday legislation? Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 977 tells us this Not a move has been made in exalting the idol Sabbath. In bringing around Sunday observance through re- legislation, but Satan has been behind it and has been the chief worker. Uh, the same Bible commentary, volume 7, 976, says this When the legislature for, legislator flames laws which exalt the first day of the week and put it in the place of the seventh day, the device of Satan will be perfected. So, who is at work behind the scenes? It is the devil himself. This false Sabbath is to be enforced by an oppressive law. Satan and his angels are wide awake and intensely active, working with energy and perseverance through human instrumentalities to bring about his purpose of obliterating from the minds of men the knowledge of God. Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 985, Review and Herald, 13th December, 1892. Uh I told us God is too wise to err. He wrote these things for us, friends, that we may know these things. And it is them who dig deep who will understand these things. It is them who do not reject the Spirit of Christ who will humble themselves to heed the voice of God calling them uh, to know the things that are taking place around them and to scatter the same to all around them that all may be made ready for this crisis which is to break upon us all. now. As these things are happening, what is it that we should do? We should lean on Jesus, dear friend. We should trust him, knowing that he is the only anchor that can keep our souls steadfast and sure, even when the billows roll. Yes, a great crisis awaits the people of God. Very soon, our nation will attempt to enforce upon all the observance of the first day of the week as a sacred day. In doing this, we will know that um, they will not scrappled to compel men against the voice of their own conscience to observe the day the nation declares to be the Sabbath. Now, as these things take place, when the law of God has been made void and the apostasy becomes a national sin, the Lord will work on behalf of his people. That is review and herald uh, December 20, 12, 24, 1889, page 3. God is able to lead us through. God is able to sustain us. He wouldn't have revealed these things if he wouldn't have had the ability to see us through them. Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse number 35, uh, the Bible records this for us. uh, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Praise God, friends. Draw not back, choose not the easy way, accept to suffer for the sake of the cross. And you know, Hebrews 10 is followed by Hebrews 11, the hallmark of faith. And faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things not seen. And we are mentioned there, the several who stood for this faith even unto death. And we know that if they did it, we too can do it. The many heroes of faith speak hope to our hearts at such a time like this. And as it is concluded on the many heroes of faith, if you read verses number 38, The word says, and these all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Why? Verse 40, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. All that they went through, the cup that they drank, we too have to drink. We also have to endure like good soldiers as they endured. We have to perfect righteousness in this tribulation and face even death for the sake of the truth that eventually we with them together may receive the promise. You know, in chapter 16 of Revelation, verses number nine, the fifth seal is opened. And we are told this, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Why did they die for the word of God and for the testimony which they held? And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given them. Verse 11. Unto to every one of them. Remember the white robe of righteousness we read of yesterday in Revelation chapter 3, verses number 18. And a white robe was given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Praise God. They are all resting. They are all resting. Whom are they waiting for? For you and for me to be sealed as they were sealed and to be killed as they were killed. Now, if God records that for us, to whom the end has come, is it not going to happen? It's going to happen. When the laws are passed that all should worship on one common day, we will all be forced to do that. Tomorrow we'll look at how we'll respond to that. Is it that we would yield or how should it be? But I want to believe that even if we have to face death for the sake of all this, then having been purified and having been made more white and having an understanding of the times, we will not fear even through to the end. Praise God, dear brother, for these great revelations. I know knowing this brings hope to our lives because God knows them who are his, and he will come and interpose on our behalf. He will not allow us to be derailed and to be um, oppressed for nothing. The world has become bold in transgression of God's law. Because of his long forbearance, men have trampled upon his authority. They have strengthened one another in oppression and cruelty towards his heritage saying, how does God know and is uh, is there <laughs> is there in the most um, and is there in the most high knowledge now that is psalm 73 verse 11 but there is a line beyond which they cannot pass dear friend the time is near when they will have reached the prescribed limit even now they have almost exceeded the bounds of the long suffering of god the limits of his grace the limits of his mercy the lord will interpose to vindicate his own, and to deliver his people, and to repress the swelling of unrighteousness. That is Christ's object lessons, page 177, paragraph 5. God will not forsake us. He will vindicate us. He will stand up, and he will stand with his own, and he will speak peace in the storm. And we shall stand, and we shall look unto him and behold his glory, knowing that we will go through it all for his own glory. Therefore, dear friend, this day, as we end, surrender your soul to God for His will. Multitudes are on the value of decision according to Joel chapter 3, verses 14. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. If it is God, then He will vindicate you. Fear not the consequences of your choice. Stand with the liberty of conscience. May God bless us and keep us through this day five of ten days of prayer. Month 22. We are praying. Loving Lord in heaven, indeed our crisis is already right upon us. The things are taking place behind the scenes, and many do not know. But we thank you for you have said, these words will spread, these testimonies will be heard until all will make their decisions. Today, to whoever is listening to this voice on the value of decision to decide for you, may you help them yield all for your own glory. May you subdue us completely, baptize us with the Holy Spirit this day, lead us to trust you more and hold back the four winds of strife just a little bit longer until all your sons and daughters have had this and each have decided for you. Irrespective of what is to befall us, praise be to you for the precious promise. You will stand and you will vindicate your own. Be glorified as you stand with us to the end is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless us and keep us as we continue interceding even through to the end of these days of prayer, trusting and believing that he is with us even through to the end. God meets you at your point of need for His glory, and may He keep you even till we meet again tomorrow morning for a sharing, uh, a continuation on the same.